Welcome back to Sextras. Where we talk about sex and all the extras. Yes, I'm Honey and my fun fact is I have Maria's hand tattooed on my arm. Cutie. (laughs) So cutie. (laughs) I'm Maria and I love card games. Well, we have a great episode for you guys this week. Yeah, Talking about our foreign boyfriends and, well, <laughs> yeah, talking about what it's like to date someone from a different country and some differences we've found and then more generally dating someone that's kind of different to you and how to go about that. But you will see that as we go ahead. But we first want to introduce a little thing that we are testing out where we talk about things we have seen on the internet this week and we want to just discuss them they'll be obviously related to sex and relationships and anything else in that general category i think usually we will have this at the end of the episode we decided to introduce this just explain the general kind of idea you guys can send us stuff you've seen on the internet if you're like oh that would be so relevant or like maybe they'd like talking about that yeah we kind of just want to basically answer a little question bring up something at the end of every episode it sometimes will be related sometimes it won't be related to the topic we're going to give you a few examples of the kind of thing that we want to achieve in this little segment that we're going to bring in for you guys do you want to start us off i saw this on reddit and it says My girlfriend hates that I play video games. She has never explicitly said I hate you playing games, but every time I do spend time to myself, it feels like I am given different treatment. She won't speak to me normally or will be completely silent. I was never popular, blah, blah, blah. I I played games, it was my escape. And now I feel bad, but I shouldn't feel bad for having time to myself. I recently spent £900 on a gaming PC and I have played next to no time because I feel guilty for it. (sighs) Okay. I mean, I feel like I would be mad if my boyfriend was spending more (laughs) than £900 on gaming equipment. But I think if it is like your way to escape, then yeah, it's your personal time is so important and... That's definitely something I'm learning, living with my boyfriend 24-7 after (laughs) being in a long-distance relationship. And yeah, maybe you're just the kind of person that needs a lot lot of alone time. And I think the most important thing is to just explain why it is you need that time to yourself and like how it helps you. Because sometimes people just really don't understand that. Like my boyfriend's an extrovert. He doesn't understand needing a lot of alone time. I'm an only child as well. So I'm just used to like having my time to myself. Like I got to do what I want and live my own life. So yeah, if it helps you relax and like it's something you really enjoy, maybe she won't understand, but like you can kind of come to some kind of arrangement and I also think maybe the money has something to do with it unless she doesn't know because like yeah I would be kind of mad if someone was doing that like (laughs) on one thing especially if you live together I think it's just considerate to like discuss it with her and make sure she feels fine with it yeah I mean I'm sure that it's not that she doesn't like you playing video games she would just rather you were spending time with her 
that's kind of my take on it. But then if there's like a lack of communication, then no one's going to make each other happy, really. Everyone has like little pet peeves that their boyfriend or girlfriend do, like little things that they do. I mean, my boyfriend plays a lot of video games and we live together, so... I am guilty of getting annoyed about the video games, but I do get, I do completely <laughs> agree with your message of, you know, spending time by yourself and that's important and you have to respect that other people have to do that too. Like you shouldn't expect someone to hang out with you all the time. Completely fair enough. Yeah, and I think everyone has their own way of spending their alone time as well. Like I might want to watch just shit YouTube videos for like eight hours not move from my bed whereas my boyfriend would go for a fucking (laughs) bike ride and like write music in his alone time which is like not chill time to me that's like being productive so yeah everyone like has different ways so hopefully she will understand if you talk to her about it yeah well we asked you guys like what some of your pet peeves were about your partner so someone said not being critical enough (laughs) i think you know they want their partner to be mean to them but in like uh oh to them i i thought this was like mean to other like about other people (laughs) no or maybe about other people actually fair enough (laughs) (laughs) no but like i do get the being mean to them thing like you want them to like give you like constructive criticism but also like just joke around and be like oh you're a piece of shit (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) someone else said my ex would climb on his bed and mine with his shoes still on oh that's so (laughs) annoying that would piss me off so annoying before my boyfriend gets in the bed i like i'm like please don't get in this bed until you brush your feet off because there are crumbs yeah and then I literally like wipe all the crumbs out of the bed and I'm like I'm gonna buy a handheld hoover like <laughs> my boyfriend literally complains every single time we get into bed he's like I don't get how you get it so crummy and my sister said the same thing I don't know why my bed's always dirty and I just never even notice I just don't care but like I wouldn't I don't even bring my shoes it's just my crummy feet someone said over complimenting me jokes i actually love that (laughs) now to be fair my boyfriend compliments me all the time (laughs) yeah um no comment (laughs) (laughs) someone else said taking ages to reply i can relate so much yeah (laughs) i mean my boyfriend doesn't, so I can't relate. <laughs> so, should we move on to our second thing we saw on the internet? Yes. I saw a bris truth. Bris truth is like basically when you go to uni, people make Facebook pages in which people can send anon- anonymous confessions and then the people that run the page post them. Uh, so, anyway, a bris truth is just an anonymous confession from a student. Someone said. <laughs> I've only ever had one sexual partner and since splitting a year ago I haven't had sex since. It makes me worry about my performance and what's normal slash is this an is this an irrational fear? I don't think it's irrational, but I don't think you need to worry. Like in my opinion, you can go ages without having sex and obviously yeah, you're going to be worried about it because you have all this time to think about it, but when it actually comes down to it, you're like it's like 
instincts like you just kind of know what to do especially if you've had a lot of sex before even if it's just been with one sexual partner I think you have some idea at least like it's not like you're a virgin not that there's anything wrong with a virgin it's not like you've completely forgotten everything or anything like that but I do completely get that because I remember after I had my first relationship I was terrified to sleep with anyone else because I only knew what it's like to have one per- uh, to sleep with one person and even though it's not like you forget how to have sex or what sex is like it is really scary because then you're like oh shit are my ideas of sex a bit skewed because I don't actually know what it's like to have sex with anyone other than this person and I do think that there's quite a lot of validity to everyone is very different and having sex with Mm. any given person will be quite a different experience and I think having sex for the first time not in terms of your first time ever but also just the first time with any like a new person is really scary especially if you hadn't had sex in a while like me and my friends always joke that um your virginity grows back that's so reassuring (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's kind of bad but it's a joke but it is kind of in terms of if you haven't had sex in a while it's so scary to get out there it's almost as though you've never had sex before and i i completely sympathize with it Mm. can be really scary but what i would say to this person or who anyone that's thinking this way because I've, a friend of mine literally is like going through this right now. I mean, not same thing, but he just hasn't had sex in a while. And I would say pick a person. If you're someone that's like fine with casual sex and that's something you do, pick a person that you're not that attracted to. Like, obviously, you have to be attracted to them in some kind of way to shag them. But if you pick someone that you're not like, it's not someone that you're trying to see or someone that you're trying to date or whatever then you will be less scared because you won't be like scared that you're gonna fuck it up and I can imagine as a guy it's even more scary than a girl because at the end of the day like sometimes as a girl you know that you can just lie there and do nothing and it will be fine whereas yeah. like the boy has, kind of has to like conduct the what the situation mm. not always I'm not saying it as I a mean rule. I think it depends yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like yeah maybe then if you're a guy choose a girl who you know is really sexually confident mm. and she'll like lead the way and then you have to worry less yeah maybe friends with benefits would be a good situation for you to like bridge that gap if you're thinking you want to be in another relationship or you want to sleep with someone long term because then you kind of like you know you're like comfortable with the person so you don't have to worry about the other person being Mm. a dick if you're not like if you feel Mm. like nervous also at the end of the day you shouldn't worry because there are a lot of people out there that don't know exactly what they're doing and i and i think as long as you're just kind of honest and you just kind of try your best the other person's not gonna be a dick like at the end of the day they're sleeping with you and if someone that you're sleeping with isn't treating you very nicely then maybe you shouldn't be sleeping with them in the first place or go in the opposite direction have shit tons of one night (laughs) stands and just fake it till you make it baby okay so the last one i also saw this on reddit unpopular opinion but if you're going to hang out with a friend here's a tip don't bring your significant other you want your friend to feel like a third wheel like a loner no then don't do it unless they offer 
or you are all actually friends but even then your friend didn't ask your partner to hang out they asked you don't do it but my partner and I aren't like that in public doesn't matter if your friend has had even one bad experience of their buddies going off to make out and then being left alone it's going to put a damper on the whole day please respect your platonic relationships at the same time high regard as your romantic ones that doesn't make sense but anyway I have like mixed feelings about this firstly I completely get the like feeling like third wheel but it's also like get over yourself there's going to be so many times in your life where you have to be a third wheel you're not going to be completely involved yeah it is kind of shit but don't just sit there and like resent your friend like if you have a problem then say something to them don't just like write salty posts like this one on the internet and expect them to read your mind and I don't agree with that if your friend has had even one bad experience that's not really a valid reason like what your friend's responsible for every other bad experience that you've had yeah I agree and I also think I don't know theoretically I would hope that I could message my friends and ask if my boyfriend can come and expect them to answer honestly I don't know I feel like if you don't feel like you can tell your friend, like, no, fuck off, I want to see you, or, I mean, you can go about it a little more nicely, I feel like you should aim to be able to tell your friend that, at least. Uh, Because if you can't be honest with your friend, you're just, uh, it's gonna cause a lot more trouble than just this one little problem, I think. And then also in terms of don't always be that person that's texting, oh, can my boyfriend come? Like, I don't think it's wrong to ask if your boyfriend can come to things and I mean I'm very much guilty of this one but I do think if you're doing it every single time to every single plan and then you're only seeing your friends with your boyfriend and you're also seeing your boyfriend on on top of that so you're basically just seeing your boyfriend and then your friends a little bit um that can cause all sorts of problems of their own I just feel like it's important to keep some kind of balance and keep your friends round and definitely give time to them. Don't just completely give all your time to your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's fine if it's like a balance as well. Like I feel like it's unfair of the friend to expect their friend to not integrate their platonic and romantic relationships. Like as their friend, you should want to get to know and like spend time with their significant other, in my opinion, because that's like what I want of my friendships with my boyfriend. So I think it's normal for someone to want to bring their romantic partner and you have to like find a way of feeling okay with that. And like maybe it's good for you to like see people in relationships because I think that's all part of like building your understanding of healthy relationships too. But if it if it gets too much or it's like every single time your friend has to bring their partner then yeah obviously say something but I think if it's balanced then it really is fine just don't be a baby come on okay so this is the main part of this episode where we are going to be talking about dating people from other cultures we want to talk about our own experiences but obviously keep it quite general so that you guys can relate or maybe you get some insight into what it's like and the benefits of dating people from other cultures so i'm dating an american man <laughs> American I'm dating boy. a French guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
we obviously I'm British and Marie is like British culturally (laughs) but I think it's kind of interesting to look at the different like nuances of dating someone from another culture because at our age you would look at it and think oh it's not really a big deal but I think considering that we're like 20 we're still at uni and if you think about before we went to uni our views of the world and like our perspectives of the world went pretty much unchallenged or like at least for me maybe for you because you like moved from one country to another whereas (laughs) I've always lived in London I've always been around people that are from London so I feel like my perspective of how the world should be has gone pretty unchallenged until I went to uni it's kind of interesting when you go to uni because you realize oh wow like my way of seeing things and doing things isn't how everyone else does things yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of an eye-opener and then dating someone from another culture you kind of get an even more in-depth insight into like wow there are so many different ways of living in the world and like it might sound re- this might to anyone who's like older I'm thinking like this might sound really naive but if you think back to when you were like 18 I'm sure the world was pretty much the same to you at the time And I think Mm. this is something that people might not really think about if they're just going about their day-to-day lives. But we want to talk about it specifically in relation to dating. Yeah, and I was saying earlier how it's really weird because when you go into it, it's not like I was thinking or you were thinking already consciously like, oh, I'm about to go into a relationship with a French guy or an American guy and what does that really mean and I feel like I wasn't thinking of what that really meant and I didn't even it's not like I would have even known what that meant unless I actually went ahead Mm. and did it but I do think that if you're in the position of getting into a relationship with someone that's from a different country or a different culture or whatever you just take a little step back and kind of think about what that what that's going to mean what their life realistically looks like versus yours and that goes as well to people that are that are thinking of dating someone that has something that is very starkly different to their lifestyle or it doesn't have to be a cultural difference or a nationality difference or whatever I don't know just really think about those differences and what that really means in your day-to-day life and what that will mean in you guys as a couple yeah and I think when you're younger as well all the differences are really really heightened Mm. like you meet someone and it's so new it's such a fresh thing whereas I feel like obviously as you get older you just kind of grow accustomed and you really accept that I'm not saying this is like where we are in our lives I'm just saying that's what I've noticed in observing people who are older than us like you kind of have a more well-rounded view of the world and you've come into contact with so many more people or like at least the adults I've seen are like I'm not saying this is Mm. how it is in like middle America or anything (laughs) like that because it isn't I think we have reached a really weird stage with dating in that I feel like I've always been aware of people who kind of romanticize dating someone who's like like a French boy Mm. or like dating an Italian guy which is kind of weird if you think about it 
And like <laughs> what you were saying about when you get into a relationship with someone from another culture, you don't really think, oh, this is what I'm about to do. But like I was thinking my boyfriend literally <laughs> asked me out because I was British. Like, <laughs> he didn't even admit it for like the first three months I knew him. But I remember when I met him, we literally all we talked about was like me being like, hey, my name's Honey. He's like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. And then doing an impersonation of my British accent. <laughs> and that was our whole conversation. And then he was like, oh, like, let me get your number. I can show you around. But for like the first three months, I was like, well, why did you even ask me out? Like, oh, it's just because I was British, isn't it? He's like... <laughs> no no I swear I swear and then he finally admitted it and he was like how did you know that <laughs> yeah my boyfriend lo- like has always loved British accents on girls and I always ask him like oh if I didn't have an English accent would you still date me and he's like oh no probably not <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's kind of weird because I don't really like American accents, but I don't think I'd date my boyfriend if he had a British accent. Because whenever <laughs> he does a British accent, it's so Yeah, but he'd terrible. just speak and like I mean, a normal English person. He wouldn't sound like an American with an English accent. He'd just sound like a normal person. Yeah, I know, person. But he looks like an American. He, like, looks like the epitome of an American. He only wears, like, shorts short-sleeved shirts and like slides yeah but if he was English he wouldn't wear that would he yeah I know exactly (laughs) that's what I'm saying if he had a British accent and he looked like how he does I'd be like this doesn't equate (laughs) (laughs) anyway sorry that was a bit sidetracked from the point but well I actually wanted to say that also other things that come with age in terms of cultural differences or just general differences with people I feel like the older you get, the more you, not necessarily, but the more you get to know yourself and sort of the mm. more you distinguish, okay, what is just part of my upbringing and tradition and what is what I actually believe, what is what I actually think. And you kind of start to form your own identity away from your upbringing and away from all the ties that, not necessarily, like you might lean mm. more towards it, but it's in you start to, yeah, basically decide for yourself what you actually do believe, what you don't. And kind of leave that cultural identity in its place. Well, that's interesting that you say that. Because for me, I feel like the older I get, the more I realise like how much I am like my mom and like my grandma <laughs> and like my aunt. Because like, I come from... Like, we always joke that the women in my family are really, really, like, strong, matriarchal women. And we're, like, the heads of the households. Because we are. And it's just kind of a joke in my family (laughs) that, like, the men don't really get a say in what goes on. And, like, my mum raised me as well. And I think we're going to do an episode about, like, how your upbringing affects, like, your romantic and, like, friendship relationships and that kind of thing but like because I was raised by a single mum and she's like a very strong confident woman that is kind of how I am and if you think about most of the cultures in the world and like the ones that are dictated like by religion that's like not necessarily how things go so I think that's kind of like incompatible with a lot of things or like a lot of people's like expectations Mm. and that's why there's so many clashes with like people not liking women to be outspoken and that's a whole other thing in itself to do with the patriarchy but (laughs) that's a story for another day (laughs) yeah so I feel like I'm really aligned with 
my familial upbringing and my familial views mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I'm very set in my ways so I kind of struggle with like I think I'm really stubborn in a lot of ways in terms of accepting that other people aren't the same as me <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of a big thing in my family and like I am trying to work on that because obviously I'm dating an American boy and things are very very different in America so yeah it's interesting that you say that even though I'm like very like I would say I'm like very well educated and like (laughs) I've lived in America so I know how it is I still struggle to equate the like flexibility of reacting to someone else's culture with like me being very set in my ways if that makes sense yeah I understand what you mean I think as well when you're young like you really expect people to like accommodate to what you want and accommodate to your expectations yeah you expect people to like meet you halfway you want them to find a compromise and obviously compromising is the solution to a lot of things if you clash with your partner but there are things that you have to be able to step back and be like okay well this is an integral part of their culture and me just disagreeing with them in this one conversation isn't necessarily going to change their view like overnight maybe it's something that you work on together if they're willing but you also shouldn't have the expectation that they're suddenly going to change just because it's not compatible compatible with your worldview I don't think my boyfriend will mind me saying this but we like recently have been clashing quite a lot because of his views on guns and the second amendment and I find it really difficult to talk about without getting super heated because it's so obvious to me and I think to just literally everyone outside of America (laughs) well not everyone obviously there are some people who still believe that like it's our right to bear arms or whatever but looking from the outside in a country where having guns isn't legal like that's a part of our culture and it's like we don't have school shootings so it's crazy to us that in a country where there are so many like mass shootings and school shootings Mm they still sell guns to anyone. Like, you can just walk off the street and buy a gun. But I have to be able to step back and be like, okay, well, this is, like, the country that he was brought up in. Like, yeah, he's from California, but California isn't as liberal as it might seem to outsiders Mm. if you really, like, dig deep into it. That's something that we, like, fundamentally disagree on, but me being able to, like step back and be like okay well realistically is this something that I can just change his opinion on overnight no but maybe we can find a middle ground in some way like we do agree on some things and some aspects of how guns should be sold blah 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 and we can kind of reach an agreement even if it's just agree to disagree (laughs) where it's not just me bringing it up all the time because I'm like you're fucking stupid because you're an American um to like antagonize him which is like something that I have done in the past (laughs) but (laughs) I'm not proud of it but it's something that like it is difficult and this is what I think people don't really like recognize is it is difficult to date someone if you have such a fundamental culture clash but are you gonna break up with them because of the negative aspects when there's also so many positives you can get from it like no 
I think in terms of differences that come from dating someone who's from a different country, my experience hasn't been so much like fundamental disagreements, but it's more so that dating a French guy comes with having a language barrier in some kind of way, even though he fully, he speaks fluent English and so does his family. And he was raised like speaking English because his parents are American and Irish. That doesn't mean that his social life like with his whole friends his whole school life so his whole life is based in a different language in a different country and then that mm. makes it really difficult for me because I feel like in my boyfriend's head is very compartmentalized like he has his Bristol uni life and in, in in which he speaks English in which I exist and then he has his Paris life in which his friends exist and his social life exists and in and all of that stuff, but I don't exist, and I can't really quite enter because we speak a different language. Mm. And that's been really difficult. I think I just find it really sad to not be able to, like, hang out with his friends and get along with them, and they get to know me and I get to know them, which I don't think that he sees as that big of a problem, which, fair enough, um... Is just obviously a disagreement, like, we don't see eye to eye in it, and it's it's caused, like, quite a few arguments, but, I mean, all you can really do is work on it, and, like, I'm trying to learn French, so I can, it's, like, a big important thing for me, therefore, I'm just gonna go and, like, try to learn French and try to get involved more in that life, and I do think that it is something that you have to really think about, like, are you willing to feel excluded out out of your partner's (laughs) life sometimes because even if they do their very best to constantly involve you they will there will be times where they will be speaking another language or even even not language like sometimes you go hang out with your boyfriend's friends and you get completely left out of the inside joke because you're not Mm. part of it like everyone gets left out sometimes with their boyfriend's friends or girlfriend's friends and whatever but I think that the added element of that language barrier you really do have to consider whether it's something that you can deal with and get over or Mm. work with because it's something that I I don't think I quite thought about as much as I maybe should have yeah and I think that's the thing with like cultural differences as well as like when you're getting to know someone or like when you're just starting off seeing them and you're like falling in love or whatever mm-hmm. it's it kind of just seems like irrelevant because you want to get to know the person you don't want to get to know the culture and it sounds stupid because obviously culture is such an inherent part mm-hmm. I feel like the cultural aspects of our personalities kind of come out more in the later stages of a relationship as in maybe past the honeymoon stage when you're like getting to know like what it's like to live with them and like all the nitty gritty things like how do they do the washing (laughs) up how do they cook this one thing like how do they talk to their parents is not Mm. something you would really notice on a date so much yeah it's kind of difficult to see it from the start and make an informed decision But I think it's something that I definitely wish Mm. I would have thought about early on because thinking back, 
it does provide an explanation for so many of like our miscommunications and like disagreements it's fundamentally like a different way of communicating a different way of joking and like sarcasm which makes me seem like a dick and like (laughs) which he doesn't understand and all these things that you I like I I just didn't think about because I was living in America at the time so I was like oh I'm so assimilated to the culture but obviously I'm not like I lived there for three months so how could I be but it's kind of hard to step back and (laughs) distinguish this is a cultural thing instead of like oh this is something to do with us as individuals another point like I think in the end those are just personality traits in turn Mm. those cultural traits that they have the way they do things that kind of just does translate Mm. in some way or another to a personality trait so then do we have anything really to say about like how to get more good out of those differences that you find them Mm. bad yeah I think it's definitely important just overall regardless of whether it's a romantic or platonic relationship to like expand your understanding of the world to different ways of doing things and different views Mm. even if you don't necessarily agree you're like challenging yourself and challenging how set you are in your ways and as I was saying like I really struggle with that so I know that's something I really have to work on and being constantly faced with my boyfriend's ways of doing things and like perspectives it can be challenging of course it can but in the end you love this person and you want to grow from a relationship that's always the goal is to grow in yourself and help the other person grow too Mm. so you have to be willing to compromise and like concede on certain points it's kind of like a pick your battles kind of thing (laughs) yeah 100 percent. i think pick your battles and don't expect things from people that you wouldn't do for them as in if you're really upset about them not wanting to carry on a tradition or something like that or not wanting to see things your way but then when they're trying to Mm -hmm. teach you something or show you something you're not willing to see things their way then you're just kind of gonna be stuck in this back Mm -hmm. and forth like you can't expect things from people that you're not willing to give and I think yeah I also just see it as a learning experience from for sure I think I've been I've just grown up being pretty open about other people and kind of knowing how to deal with people that have points of view that differ from yours quite a lot I think because I've basically grown up in a relationship in which I constantly have to Mm. battle a cultural difference difference like my parents they're very culturally Mexican like they're Mexican through and through and even though they've grown a lot and learned a lot since being in London I have a daily relationship with them in which I have to negotiate kind of how to meet each other in the middle and how to teach each other things and I think as long as you can remember that that person can teach you just as much as you can teach them probably because I think a lot of the time with these things we come from a place of Mm. oh I know more than you I'm actually right in this and let me convince you and teach you the way I think as long as you can remember that they probably also have a lot of valuable things to teach you which is true. I've learned a lot from my parents. I've learned a lot from 
my boyfriend in terms of just cultural differences. And yeah, I'm really it's grateful. like tolerance. Just all keep around. an open mind. It will teach you patience, as you were saying before. And I think it's like a vulnerability issue as well. Like I just read a book about vulnerability called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And <laughs> she kind of talks about all the ways in which we as a society hold ourselves back from being vulnerable because vulnerability is seen as a weakness but actually if you're able to like let down your guard and like not be as stubborn and not think your way is the only way then it kind of allows so many more routes to be opened up to you and so many more options for like compassion and lovingness which is never a bad thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so any parting thoughts? I would say even if me and my boyfriend broke up and I never dated someone from another culture, only British people <laughs> ever again, <laughs> I feel I've learned a lot about just even having an insight into like the differences in American and British personalities and cultures, which you would expect to be the most similar out of any countries, like America and the UK kind of like Mm. you would expect to be the same. But there's so many differences and you kind of get a real insight into how environment and upbringing and family really impact someone. And like that's something that I can apply to pretty much anyone hopefully in the future and like have more understanding towards them. Even though I'm not saying I've reached the peak of like my understanding of my boyfriend because like it is a constant journey but (laughs) hopefully I'm like on the right track and hopefully it will make me like more open to meeting and understanding other cultures and people in the future. I think keep an open mind and go for it. Really think about what you're getting into. Really think about what you can really handle and like how fragile you really are. Mm -hmm. And how, as you were saying, vulnerable you're willing to be. Because it will be harder for sure than dating someone that's English and grew up in your school and like around the same part of wherever you grew up. You know what I mean? It's always easy to go out with someone that's had pretty much like the same life as you. Because you'll see eye to eye on everything and shit like that but um it's really fun and you get to meet a lot of new people you get to go to a new city all the time (laughs) from my personal experience can't relate yeah but hopefully i'll be able to go to la in future you guys can follow us on Instagram at Sextress Podcast and email us um, on sextresspodcast at gmail.com. Send us any of your stories, your questions, literally anything that you want to say to us. Email us, DM us, we don't judge, and we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Oh, yeah, show us stuff that you want to discuss that you see on the internet at these little end segments that we run at bring to the table we are gonna start a little competition if you will for the segments that we have for the episodes which you will find only on our instagram probably we might start posting it on facebook but yeah our instagram at sextras podcast or on our personal instagrams mine's 
at underscore honey wyatt and mine's at madge Haytills. it will be in the description we usually post on our stories the questions for the segments and that's how we get our content for that but we are actually going to be starting a little competition where the person who sends us the best submission for that week we will send you a sticker we hope you enjoyed this week's episode please rate us review us it really really helps us out and it helps new people find us and yeah subscribe and we will see you next week see ya bye bye You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions.